0: comedian podcaster producer editor like you're everything you're all the things new yorker fellow limey i mean i hate that's how we connect but i mean it is and you're gonna you know what lymphatic drainage is more so than anybody else
1: i feel like with lyme disease like if i wasn't dyslexic and didn't love comedy i'm like i should just be a lyme doctor yeah. You
0: could, you're a doctor too. Like I should have put that, I should have introduced you as doctor first. I feel terrible about it.
1: Um, I feel like when you have a Lyme disease, you just know so much information and you want to like, you're very like, so, uh, what's the word? Empathetic. Empathetic. So you want to help people. But then when you're doing it, you're like, should I just be a doctor? Like I have so much important knowledge. I just like, I'm like, no, I guess I'll just like tell people. I don't know. I just, uh, Maybe I could be like a funny doctor. I would be really good
0: at running doctor's offices. Like I would say these, there are systems that need to be in place. You guys, we need to reorganize here because I feel like a lot of doctor's offices drop the ball. And part, sometimes I think like if I'm calling they're like, ugh, Tracy's calling again. And like, they do it on purpose. Like part of me thinks it's on purpose. But I feel like I could be a really good doctor office manager.
1: Mm, Maybe that's it. That was like in your past life or your future
0: life. It might be. Yeah. It might be this life. Like in a few years, I just give everything up, soup, switching. And I just go into a doctor's office and say, fuck off, guys. I got this.
1: Yeah. And you just like wear the glasses. Every time I think of like a receptionist, I think of the woman from Monster Inc. Do you remember that character? Yeah. And she was like, hi. Yeah, she was like, hi, what do you want? And she's like at the droopiest bottom lip. Um, that's, how I just imagine all doctors when we call them.
0: I probably will, will morph into that soon. Yeah. <laughs> because we met the other day and you had so many questions for me and this is great because now I could ask you so many questions. Okay, great. I'm excited you could be nervous too. Oh, I'm nervous. But that's a question. Do you get nervous? You're a comedian. Do you get nervous?
1: Um, I do get nervous before going on stage. I don't get nervous like social situations and I get nervous still before going on stage. And I also have like fears that like I think normal people wouldn't have. Like most people are like, oh, being a stand-up that that would be my biggest fear, but I'm like, oh, going in an elevator alone is my biggest fear.
0: <laughs> so, right. We talked about that the other day too, which I think is valid, especially like coming from New York and having to go on so many elevators, I would be scared. But what about, would, are you more nervous like right before you are about to meet like a really good looking guy on a date or going up and not sure if your set is good for your show?
1: definitely my set yeah I don't okay. I really get nervous for dates like I have a lot of friends who are like I have this one friend who's really funny she's like tour like I literally like have an anxiety attack before dates like I just can't like how do you do it and I was like I don't know I mean like I'm good with people and I mean yeah it sucks if like they don't look like their photo right. but I always know though it's gonna be like something funny I can get out of it um
0: right there's always a story I always used to say that because I used to write I mean I hope nobody googles this because it's I actually went under a pseudo name so nobody will know but I used to write about dates that I went on but yeah
1: Me, my friend determined recently that with dating apps when a guy says he's like I just want a funny girl I think it's actually him saying I'm really funny and I just need someone to laugh at my joke Right, that's what I've.
0: They're not funny, and their jokes are. There, yeah, I do a lot of fake. Are you a fake laugher? I'm nice. I do a lot of fake laughing.
1: Mm, No, I mean, I. I would say it's like I'm an easy laugher conversationally with other people. I would say I'm more like if I don't understand something or they like reference a show, I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like I I I do the like. Oh, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about, but I have, like, no idea. There was this guy, now I'm remembering, like, a few years ago in New York, and he felt, like, the type of guy who, like, never, was always, like, in the background of, like, theater school, or, like, and and he was just so, like, over the top, it was like we were in an improv scene, it was, like, really exhausting, and it was just, I was, like, I was just exhausted from him. And I feel like I couldn't get anything in. I was like, who's performing? And then he was like talking to the table next to us. I was like, did I come to see a show? Like, did I come to see a one-man show or like a date? I don't know what's going on. I feel like that's your mistake. I mean, mus- not, not.
0: I love musical theater, but if you're going to, you're going to date somebody in musical theater, they're going to be on all the time. And that's a stereotype. I'm, you know, I worked at a diner in college and it was right next to the musical theater um, department of Of Michigan. And like Uh I got rejected from the musical theater school twice. So I already have like bitterness there. Cause like I always thought I was talented. And then to like find out you're not is like really upsetting. But there was an a cappella group after class would come to my diner and they always would sing. And I loved it. And I love, but all of my wait staff would be like, Like, oh my God, no, like everyone hated them because they would come in and like sing on the tables and like walk around to other tables and do acapella numbers. And I was like, oh my God, I loved it. But everyone else in the restaurant hated it. And they were always on. And like, even in their conversations, it just felt like they were speaking so loud all the time. So it was like musical numbers, loud talking, and they each and every one of them always ordered milkshakes. I don't know if you ever waited tables, but milkshakes are the most annoying thing to have to make when the ice cream is like 10 years old. It's not coming out of the cooler.
1: No, but this sounds like a show. Like the fact that like an acapella group comes in, they're like, we want milkshake, shake, 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 <laughs> like harmonizing.
0: And then it's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was every Friday, every, I could, we could write it in a show because you're a writer as well. So like, right. yeah, like this is all material for you or we could collaborate, but I have more questions for you. So okay. ironically, I know that we connected through Allie but my friend Carly, who I actually interviewed, she is a Broadway star Put she's the one who she's the one who forwarded me your TikToks and I was like oh my god and she forwarded me a TikTok of yours where you are trying to make lime sexy with all of the pills and I was like oh, oh yeah. I really relate to that and I have that glutathione you know like I it was like a lot of relating to it and she sent me that first TikTok and so when Ali was like oh my god you have to meet your friend Tori I was like I already know her visually
1: <laughs> like
0: um. So my question to you is when were you diagnosed with Lyme and um, how did you know? Like, how did you know you
1: weren't feeling well? Well, I thought the second question was gonna be like, how did you know Lyme was sexy? I thought that's I where you were gonna That should go. have been my question. I was like, well, you tell a guy you're exhausted and say, I can't get out of bed all day. And he goes, should I join? I go, I guess so. But yeah, I was first diagnosed in 2013. And I was in my senior year of college at Emerson in Boston. And I was supposed to do my last semester in LA because they had like a program. And I was like trying to get an internship with like like, a lot of like late night talk shows in LA. That's like was my goal. And I just remember waking up like maybe third week of school. And I was like, I'm so tired. And I just felt really weird. Like the best way to describe it I think most people with Lyme disease describe it as is like, I felt hungover when I didn't drink.
0: Right. And
1: at that point then I was sleeping like 14 hours a day and I was having like really weird headaches. And then one day I woke up and I had blurry vision and I was like, something is off. Like it felt like I was high and had blurry vision and the type of vision where like, if you go to the doctor and they like uh, dilate your eyes and then it Like on you know, you're you're blurry for the rest of the day. Um, or like in the middle of the night, if you wake up and then, you know, your eyes take like a second to adjust. My eyes like weren't adjusting. And so, I mean, I could like see, but it was blurry. And I went to the I guess nurse at the college and I was like crying because I didn't know what was going on with my body, and also Lyme makes you very emotional. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And she was such a bitch. I remember this woman. She was like, I don't know what's going on. Like you just go to the hospital. And I was like, okay. And so I went to the hospital in Boston and um they told me it was like they were like maybe it's cat cat scratch fever. Oh. And uh, okay. Right, but I literally took it as like literally and I go, I haven't been around a cat. Like I thought it was like a this like a cat scratch her eye meanwhile no one explained to me what that was they just gave me this name long story short um again like blurry eyes not feeling well and my mom I told my parents and my mom was like you need to come home like something serious is going on and I was like a really good student I was like I can't I have an essay and she's like your father's coming to pick you up and I was like can I curse on this
0: can't yeah, can't curse away
1: okay I don't know my mom and I was like fuck off. It was just like this huge fight. I remember in like some English class over text and my mom's like, he's on his way. And my dad came to pick me up. I got back home. I went to the pediatrician's office because you're 21. You don't have a doctor at the time. Why would I, I, that was the only doctor I had, you know, when you're 21, it's like pediatrician or OBGYN, like this wasn't a vagina issue. So we went to the eye, the doctor and pediatrician, she tested me for Lyme and like, luckily I came back positive. Well, you are? And I just, rem- wow. That never yeah. happened. And I I,
0: just, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone that tests positive, like first
1: time. It's crazy. I know. I mean, I, maybe it was like two months since I got bit or a month. I'm not, I mean, I think I got bit in that summer and it yeah. was pretty close to when I went to school. So, and I'll never forget this, like crossing the street. Um, in Boston and like a very common treat in the area and my dad called me and he was like oh it's if you have Lyme disease and I remember telling my friend as we were crossing being like oh my dad said I have Lyme and she's like oh my dad has actually had that like four times like you're gonna be fine and I just like can't stop like thinking of that being like oh I'll just be fine this will just be like something you take antibiotics for like I really had no idea what this was oh and side note at the time that summer i was like hooking up with this dj in brooklyn and i really thought that he gave me like an std that like no one knew about so i just remember being like thank god dj cougar skin didn't give me some weird std it's just lyme disease so good i and then the thing is like everyone else really has both. i i guess and then I went on like six weeks of doxy. I did see an infection disease specialist. And he was like, who gave me maybe like another eight weeks of doxy. And then for basically that whole senior year, I wasn't getting better. But again, the doctors just kept telling me Lyme takes so long. And I was like, okay. And then basically I didn't end up going to LA because I was still really sick, but like going to college and stuff and basically a year later I got to the point where I like you know wasn't taking care of myself I had like two internships at a production company acting like I didn't have like Lyme disease I got to the point where like I couldn't walk tunnel vision extreme crazy weird anxiety like agoraphobia, like couldn't leave my parents house and then I saw Dr. Raxlin in New York who was like I think you need to get a pick line like you're really sick And at that point, you know, you're just so happy to like hear about a treatment. Cause I really, at that point I only went on Doxy um, and I had stopped taking it at that that point for like seven months. So I went on the IV, like literally a year later I got like the PIC line in my arm. And then I did IV for about eight months. Um, And I would say that really did help me like get over the hump Right. Um, And then since then, like 2014, it's been like I can go from like 60 percent better to like 90 or like 80. Like it all like varies, but like not to the point of really what I was. Right. Which was like, can't get out of bed. Yeah. The thing and the weird anxiety. But I did have a relapse three years ago and I knew it was a relapse because I was tired, very tired and also The thought of like going over the Brooklyn Bridge was giving me like insane anxiety. And I lived in Brooklyn and I was like, oh, like it's back. I just remember being like the devil's back. It was like a very sad thought. That's crazy. I mean, it
0: sucks, but it's crazy. And do, let me ask you this. Obviously you still take supplements. Like I take supplements every day, right? Like, so you're on like- How many supplements are you, like, I think always people are in such belief that we're on so many supplements, but like, it's me, ma- it maintains my health. Like how many supplements do you take on on a daily basis?
1: Well, I, I just finished some like protocol. Cause I had a parasite, um, which again, people like my roommate, like doesn't understand. She's like, i never, she said this to me. I mean, she's so sweet, but you know, I, I think it's very hard for people that don't have Lyme to like understand. She goes, oh, so after this medication, you're going to be fine. And I'm like, she's like, it's going to be gone. And I'm like, I wish I could tell you it was that like simple, you know? And it, well, it's one of those things that like, um,
0: yeah, like you'll have it forever and you know, you'll maintain, but you'll have flares and all that stuff. Yeah. People don't get it. Like people are always just like, you're better, right? It's easier for you to be better than it is for you to, if somebody asks you and you, you to be like, no, I'm, I'm sick. Let me ask you this. Do you use it a lot in your comedy? Like, do you use Lyme a lot? Yeah. Comedy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, okay. So when I first got sick or when I was doing the IV, I was like in my parents, I moved back home. And then that was like hard. Cause like all of my friends just, gra- we all graduated and all of them like started their first job. And like, I was like, oh, I started graduate school of Lyme disease. Like I was at home. Like I had this like wiener. I used to call it hanging from my arm. And I, that's where I actually like taught myself how to edit and do videos and stuff. Cause I learned like one class in college. um, And then I just basically watched like YouTube videos. And so I started making these like funny vlogs. Like, I guess you can say on on online disease. Cause at the time I would like look at people's stories on YouTube, this is one before like Instagram or TikTok. It was just like, YouTube was the thing or like Instagram was like just starting but it was just photos. And people would post these videos about Lyme and it was so sad. Um, And so I was like, no one's doing funny videos. So I started making like funny videos about it. And then I would um, post them on these like Lyme Facebook groups. And they were really like my only friends at the time because they were the only people that could like understand me. You know, these people that I've like never met before. And people were like really loving them. And it was like gaining some like traction in the Lyme community. But I'll never forget, I did this like, man on the street video where I went I was in Harlem and I like asked people they heard of Lyme disease and how can I cure it it was just like stupid and this yeah I'll send it to you and then this guy so there was a girl who was 15 like a very sad story like had Lyme since she was a kid like homeschooled but she was like a fan of mine I guess and she messaged me one day on Facebook being like Tori people are talking shit about you in a Facebook group and I was like oh okay she's like I'm going to bring you into the group. Like, I don't want people bullying you. So I was like, okay. Which is so funny to like bring someone into a group. It's like, so all that be bullied. bullied.
0: Right, right.
1: Right. Okay. So she's like, so um, she writes in the group. This is, she's like, Tori's here. Like, who's the guy that made fun of her video? And then my favorite, she goes, I mean, yeah, it wasn't her best video, but still. <laughs> and she was like, and then I was like, it was like all like one comment. And then everyone just kept commenting. And I was like, hi, I'm here. Like, I know in that video, like who was the guy who was posted on some other group that it was like not a good video. And then again, the guy commented being like, it was me. I just think you're doing like, you know you're not showing the true of Lyme disease because you're running around and some of us are in wheelchairs. And then I wrote to that like, well actually I have a pick line under my arm. You, like." everyone knows Lyme disease is very you know invisible like you don't know like I look fine in that video but like then I had three good hours and then I go into bed and it was just so funny and then people were like no we love to Tori um so yeah I definitely got some like hate on the Lyme disease Facebook group oh my god
0: it's like cutthroat out there Scroll all the way down my of gracefully fed, like if you scroll all the way down, it was all like part of my journey. Like I have pictures of me getting IVs and this and that. And I look and like, I have like such, I mean, I still have bags under my eyes, but such dark circles. I mean, I look so tired, but I posted it. Cause I was like, people need to know that this is like an actual thing because like, you'll talk to people and they'll be like, oh, you have an autoimmune. you know, I'm like, yeah, I have Lyme disease and I'll be like, okay. Like, it's not that, it's not a real disease. And you're like, okay, like, I don't even answer it anymore because they're like, if you don't know, yeah. you don't. like, I'm just like, whatever. Did you, um? did you end up, like I changed my diet. Did you end up changing your diet?
1: Um, like when I first got sick, yeah, yeah, I went like gluten-free. I would say like the most I've ever like really changed my diet was this past year when I had this like parasite that they think I had um okay so, yeah.
0: so I'm, this is what I do so I have this podcast and I make people work to eat it so apologies oh no.
1: which um, one are you- I, so I haven't had like any bite of it because I really wanted to get like I, and- I didn't even lick the spoon because I was like I want like authentic okay what what are you doing oh I didn't look
0: at the name the orange one
1: well, I sent my you hair. five
0: orange. I sent you five orange ones. Okay. This is this, oh. this is actually even better. This is such a fun game. You're gonna test okay. t- t- it. So because it could either be like carrot, ginger, sweet potato, miso, it could be uh veggie puree. Like this is gonna be great. So let's see what happens.
1: Okay, okay. Okay. I'm nervous. Oh my god, it's so good. Mmm. Mm. It has like a wait hold on hold on you need more
0: I think you would know if it was carrot ginger mm,
1: it's so good.
0: Mm. I think it's sweet potato it's sweet potato miso then so it's because it has like a little bit of spice like a yeah and a little bit of sweetness it's miso and like yeah sriracha.
1: yeah all I know is it's real all I know is it's really good you're you could be like there's a toe in there but like that makes sense it's delicious you know it's so good it's really hard no and then I had this curry one earlier today like a bite or a sip of whatever a sip of it you could say but it's I feel like it's really hard to find like good soup yeah well
0: it's not that hard so
1: thank god for you
0: right so we're actually coming out with like a detox box not like to lose weight and, Ooh. you know, it's just like a reset. And as you know, like somebody who's, you know, hasn't felt well in the past, it's a, a way to like reset your body from refined sugars, processed foods, and kind of just like, you know, give you a taste of like what eating naturally, organically, like gluten-free, dairy-free is so that you can kind of like do it yourself. And it, you know, we're so going
1: pl- many- to- we what okay so like what would be like because I'm really interested what would be like the morning because the thing is with me I always crave like sweets in the m- like morning or like at night so, so how I, did how do you I'm kind how of how did you do
0: stuff that stuff that helped me and it's always and honestly it's just like kind of like a suggestion box like because I don't want to sit there and be like <laughs> this is gonna work for you and make you I'm never gonna say this is gonna make you skinny this is gonna make you healthy these are all just things that helped me reset how I looked at food. That's really what it is. So what my gastroenterologist had me do for those three months of liquid diet was start with a shot of uh, espresso. Yeah, I wish, Uh, bone broth, because that heals your, like there's belief that it could heal your gut. So I always had like a little cup of bone broth to start my day. And then I always made myself a blueberry smoothie. I never added banana because When they told me to cut out sugar, they were like, bananas are the worst things you can have. And when you're sick and somebody says that to you, you're like, I'm never touching it, you know? Um, So they said, if you're gonna do fruit, make sure it's berries. So I always did blueberries. So it's a blueberry. So then the next thing would be a blueberry smoothie. I always added collagen because I always had joint issues and like had trouble walking. And then I did like coconut milk or oat milk or whatever milk that you want, and I ate that you know all the time. So you would start with your bone broth, your blueberry sm- smoothie, and then I give you lunch suggestions with recipes that I use for myself and soups. And then I also are I'm gonna include um, taco seasoning. It's like our gluten our gracefully oh. fed blend, so that you could either put it mm-hmm. on salmon or ground meat, and I kind of explain how to do that really easily. And then the last thing we would add to that is our vegan chocolate chip cookies. So that like each day of the reset, you have a treat because I also don't think it's it, so nice. Well, I don't think <laughs> here it is. No, I just think that you shouldn't deprive yourself of yeah. having you know, dessert or whatever. And um, if you're going to do it, at least do it that without the refined sugar. And that's something that we can offer.
1: No, the Sorry. soup is so good. Thanks. I think I'm. I'm so glad I have so much. <laughs> <laughs> but we also
0: discussed, and I feel like you would be good at pitching it, like a road rules real, real a road rules real world challenge, like show for the
1: chronically ill. Yes, I w- used to love road rules. First off, it's such a tongue twister. Road rules real world challenge, right? right. I used to love it. Um, I never wanted to be on it because I'm like, even before the lime, I was always like scared of everything. Oh but God. I was saying that we should pitch like a like a autoimmune version where you don't do, you just do like daily challenges like, all right, today you can't take a nap at five o'clock and everyone's like, no, instead of like being buried alive for five hours, which is what they did on the show, it would just be like today you can only, you have to have sugar. Everyone's like, stop stop it's gonna mess me up for years right run a
0: mile without compression socks just yeah don't wear your compression socks today see if you faint
1: you could have you me I'm sure there's like I'm trying to, I'm sure I know some other like auto we'll, we'll do a casting call how's that i am sure it. some people
0: I love a cat like how sick are you like I just give us the rundown of how sick you are yes I like this idea I mean if they're really sick like they won't, like, we'll try to get somebody who's like on the verge of remission. I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> They're on the verge of remission. Like they have their pick out at least, or we have people with their pick lines, you know, like I'm not going to discriminate. That is something no. I will not do. Like if no, they're not discrimin- discriminating,
1: you could run with your pick line. Yeah, they can do it. Um, they can have maybe like an advocate with them to help. I don't know. We have to like figure out the rules, but. Right, they just like, I've done
0: a lot of things. Like, if you could pee with your drip, you could run with your drip. Do you know what I mean? Right. I agree. I, it's like the Amazing Race type of thing. Oh, 100%. Like, the I've always wanted to do that, too. I actually auditioned for the Amazing Race with my ex-boyfriend, and he made the show. And they asked him to find a new partner. What? Yeah, it was devastating. And, okay,
1: I'm going to work on our... I need to like re-watch some real world role rules to like get like the full inspo again. I haven't seen it in a while, but you told me there's new episodes, right?
0: There's new episodes and they just did an all-stars and I fully recommend that where they, all-stars from like back in the day come and like do challenges. And it made me laugh because number one, the music is phenomenal. Like whoever did the music for this is like, it's, it's all music from my generation. And then also it's all like these celebrities that I knew from watching real, real world world rules. And then on top of it, like they're all like DQing like on every thing and all their testimonials are like, dude, I'm 40, like I can't breathe. I can't, and I am like laughing so hard cause I get it. What channel
1: is it on? Is it MTV? Paramount Plus? I wonder if I have that.
0: I had to buy it. I did it. I. You know what? I'm all about streaming services now. I think we should start with getting you to do like a hike.
1: Oh my God. Okay.
0: We <laughs> could, vid- honestly, we could video, we could start there. We could videotape you. Like, just we'll take you to Runyon. I'll video at you at the bottom. We'll talk about your thoughts and your feelings. We'll walk up okay, a little okay. bit, we'll talk more about your thoughts and your feelings, and then see how you feel when you get to the top. It's the easiest one. Okay. Maybe. And then... Maybe. Yeah. And then, like, if halfway up, you're, like, hysterical crying, then we know it's a bad idea. <laughs> then we know we've we made a mistake. I love so how we have to, like, test it. We, we, but we're documenting something that's really important. Okay. Okay. See, if you say the word, like, filming, I'm like, okay, I'll be down for it. Right, like if we document you taking a hike as part of the road rules real world challenge for the the autoimmune community, and yeah. we, and this is how it goes,
1: this is real life, you know, okay, okay, I'm excited. I, okay, now I'm like, really, now I'm like excited, but I'm
0: nervous, <laughs> but I I'm, think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I'm nervous too. I'm say. I know. <laughs> all right I will talk to you soon and thank you for doing this and um oh my god
1: thank I, you and thank you for the soup yeah well we'll chat soon okay all right sounds good bye, bye. talk to you soon she was bye.
0: a video switcher in tv at the time then whoops suddenly that girl's got lying her health is back on track because she switched up her diet and now she's forcing all her
1: friends to try it so from gracefully baked soup switches. Say bye, 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 and bye, 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 With soup